The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Do you think back to your university days, if you were fortunate enough to go, there were a couple of broad groups of people. There were those who studied hard. They spent hours burning the midnight oil. There were some that coasted. They did the bare minimum. They were there for a more holistic, worldly education. Let me put it that way. Some can barely remember their time at university because of the substances that they consumed an awful lot of the time. Now, not only was I at university with tonight's shapeshifter, but also in the same residence. And he was definitely in the more studious group, which is why Kumesh Mudliar is the head of private banking at Investec in South Africa. He's done well considering the chaos around him and his maturing years as he uh, left school and went to university. And that was a, a long time ago, Kamesh, and awfully, we're not going to disclose how many years, but it was a while back. Um, and if memory serves, you were studying law, right? You did law, if yes, I yes, correctly. I, yes, I was. Uh, evening, Bruce. Um, <laughs> that's quite an introduction, crossing my mind all the way back to, to Rhodes University. Um, yes, I was, I was studying law at the time, and if I recall, you 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 were obviously studying journalism at the time. Well, certainly I was at the journalism department. Absolutely right. Now, yes. the law the law department. The difference between the journalism department and the law department is that the law department had a terrifying dean. His name was Ulshig, if memory serves, and he was <laughs> a draconian and ferociously dedicated, and I think to your benefit, because survivors of the Law Department have done quite well. Amongst those, not only yourself, but people like Sim Chabalala, I think he was probably a year or two ahead of us, um, but um, he, you know, there were quite a few very successful law graduates from Rhodes University. It was, I mean, it did engender, I think, a, a certain amount of discipline amongst law students. Absolutely. Look, it, it was a faculty where um, you were expected to be very disciplined about the time of your arrival at lectures. Um, late arrivals weren't tolerated. Uh, proper preparation for your preparation for your lectures, um, and and it was very much a um, a participative environment where you were expected to come to to a lecture and, and contribute to the lecture itself, which I think was something that the lecturers in the faculty at the time. Um, we're, we're, we're quite disciplined about. So yeah, you, it you certainly had that reputation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it had that reputation. It was it was it was quite vus, I think is 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 the word. Um, but it did it did I think set you up because what it did was. Um, teach you, certainly solidify your personal discipline, which I think is fairly strong as it is anyway, because you went from Rhodes University and you practiced law in the Eastern Cape for quite a while before you got into banking. What did you do after that? So I, I, I did a, a, I practiced law in the Eastern Cape for, for close to, to 18 years. And um, in the latter part of that period, Investec was actually one of the, the clients that I, that I did a, a fair bit of work for at the time. Um, and and in, in, a, in a sense, that was how my relationship with Investec started, which was over 20 years ago. All right. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, you were working for them, essentially, as, as a lawyer in the Eastern Cape. Uh, how did that approach happen? Because so often um, people would sort of like, um, so you, you're keen on doing this job and you kind of betwixt and between, you're going, hold on a second, but you're my client. I can't talk to you about coming to work for you. Uh, how did that play out? Well, well, I think it was just at, at a very different uh, stage for me in my career. I'd, I'd been been practicing law for for eighteen years, 
Um, and and the interesting thing for me was Investec. Were, I'd been a client of Investec um, for for ten years, kind of uh, into that period. And prior to joining Investec, and and the one thing that always stood out to me about Investec was engaging with a a firm at the time that I always thought was different, had a bit of an, had an entrepreneurial flair. And I always felt I was dealing with someone, whether as a client or as a service provider, but someone who was authorized, empowered and engaged when I spoke to them. And it always stood out to me at the time, Bruce. Um, and, and one thing led to another over a period of time, um, which ultimately led to me joining Investec at the end of 2011, beginning of 2012. And did that stay, were you in the Eastern Cape? You stayed there for a while, I think. You sort of transferred jobs but stayed. Were you, were you based in, in Kribecha or whereabouts were you? I was based, I was based in, the, in, the, in the Port Elizabeth office of Investec. Um, and, and, and that office uh, played a role across the entire Eastern Cape. So it was really the Eastern oh, Cape okay. um, region for Investec. How then, then do you go from the Eastern, yeah, the Eastern Cape? And then you take over as head of the private bank in South Africa. It's a big job um, to go from a regional office into into the big leagues, the banking big leagues. So, so I think it, it wasn't it wasn't as as perhaps meteoric as as, as, you, as you may believe. Um, I, I'd spent four years in the Eastern Cape. Um, and, and eventually, um, I was I was running the Eastern Cape division of the private bank, so the regional office, and um, and in 2016 moved up to take up our, a role which headed up the the banking business of the private bank, which is the transactional banking uh, pillar of our private banking business, and then in 2018 moved into into my current role. Okay. Uh, how different is it? I mean, it's, it's you train in the law. You spend more than a, you know, a large proportion, half your potentially half your career, in the law, and then do a very dramatic switch into banking. How different a discipline is it? So I think I think there's something that underpins both law and banking. Um, actually, there are a number of factors that underpin both law and banking. The one the one is is risk and understanding risk, um, and the second is is in, is dealing with multiple stakeholders. Um, as clients, as as internal team members, um, as members of the broader public, so there's a lot that you actually have as a broad skill set that I think covers covers both areas. And I um, also spent time doing a, a tax degree, so that helped me from a commercial perspective. And, and my legal practice was more of a commercial practice, so mm-hmm. you you kind of cross over into many of the areas because ultimately I think banking is commerce. It most certainly is, uh, and exactly that. And commerce is law, and law is commerce, and it all all kind of fits in together. Um, you are looking at. I was just uh, saw something the other day about Investec wanting to double its client base. I think you've got about a hundred thousand uh, clients in South Africa at the moment, and you targeting two hundred thousand. That suggests a, a very dramatic shift in thinking. Uh, under Fani Titu, who runs the banking uh, business of Investec, or runs the business of Investec, um, and, and yourself, what is the big shift all about? So I think I think for us is is we firstly from from a private bank perspective, you you correct. We have just under a hundred thousand clients, um, about ninety six, ninety seven thousand core clients, and and historically our private bank has been uh, based on target market segment clients, and we've managed obviously a very tight list profile, risk profile around that. So when you look at that, we, we, we generally look at um, clients who have a university qualification, belong to a professional body. So you look across 
uh, accounting, medical, legal, actuarial, engineers, etc. Um, and then we have a number of other target market segments. Part of our evolution over the last couple of years has been broadening our target market profile of clients, but still remaining true to our DNA of being a private bank and offering a high-touch service. So for us in that space, what's, what's key is to look at the evolving demographic and employment trends. So one of the key pieces that we've looked at in, in recent times has been the, the tech segment and, and, re, and a, a clear realization that standing with a hard and fast rule around a three to five year university qualification member of a professional body won't apply to a large portion and a fast growing employment segment in South Africa and obviously globally. So by, by focusing, for example, on building out a proposition that can target IT professionals um, and creating greater flexibility in our criteria, allowing people who have a um, three-year-plus diploma or university qualification in tech or a one-year internship and a qualification through being employed by a recognized IT company. Um, and within certain earnings criteria, we'd be, we'd be comfortable to bank. So, so the one piece is taking into account a changing shift in the employment um, demographic. And the second part, which is also very exciting for us, is uh, about three years ago, we launched a young professional offering for clients under 30 uh, working for an approved uh, corporate that would, who earn over 600,000 rand. So we, we have, over the last few years, been iterating our target market criteria to take into account the changing landscape from an employment perspective, at the same time being, being mindful to how we manage our risk criteria, but also recognizing we want to play a role to, to, to be more inclusive within the context of, of a private banking business. I mean, under those sorts of rules, Johan Rupert wouldn't have been given a bank account at Investec. He would have been told, Yammer Meneer. Um, sorry, Dr. Rupert, I've got an honorary degree, not a university degree, because he famously dropped out of Stellenbosch and went and became worldly wise. Um, and and, and yeah, one of the richest guys in South Africa um, would have been told you can't have be an investor customer because you don't have a degree. Um, a friend of mine, if you if you ever the term red rag to a bull, um, a friend of mine, oh, this is about 10 years ago, and you'd go around and her husband is a lawyer um, and very smug about the fact that he was an investor client and she was never allowed to be, have her own account at Investec, even though she was managing director of the South African division of a, of a global multinational. Um, she was told, no, no, you don't have a degree. So you can't have a bank account with Investec. You can have a secondary account with your husband's name. Oof, two red rags to a bull. Um, those kind of feel like very old school rules, if you like. So I think, I think Bruce, we, we've evolved in many ways from that. Um, in the context of someone, the two examples you've quoted, um, the the person who's employed in a senior position in a corporate um, earning above a certain criteria uh, level of earnings, we, we would be very comfortable to, to bank. So so we do, but we, we do look at the overarching profile of the individual. So university qualification is absolutely one of the guiding principles, but it's not the only principle that we work with today. Mm.
Yeah, I mean, and again, Investec has got this reputation of backing you know, people with big ideas and uh, people with an adventurous spirit. I mean, the founders of Investec were precisely that themselves. They were, you know, traders and they were hard workers. And, and it kind of would be a, a pity to miss out on the, a new generation of people doing amazing things. But we're picking up on that with Kumesh Mudliar this evening, who is the head of private banking in South Africa for Investec. A fascinating insight as to how Investec is looking to broaden its client base. Investec used to be a, a big banking business and a wealth business and, of course, an asset management business. And then two and a half years ago, three years ago almost, um, split into two. And 91 went its own way and the bank and private wealth business went its own way. And now they've got to row their own canoes, so to speak. And that's why we're seeing a shift in the way in which Investec is looking to grow its business. More with Kamesh in a moment. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. The head of private banking uh, for Investec in South Africa is Kumesh Mudliar. And I mean, since the split, I suppose it's required a rethink of what it takes to make a sustainable business out of the bank without the asset management business, Kumesh. Bruce, I actually think, you know, a lot of our, the, evolu- the evolutionary sort of steps we took from particularly I'm talking to private banking actually began prior to, to the demerger with uh, asset management. And, and I think that one thing that's proven, and I think, you know, you, you've, you've probably seen that over the last while, the, the core group of the core banking clients that we have in South Africa have been an incredibly resilient and uh, loyal group of clients. And I think we've got deep partnership built with our clients across many areas. And coming through COVID over the last two and a half years has, to my mind, really shown me the, the, the depth of our client relationships, the resilience of our clients, and also the partnerships we've built. So taking steps to, to evolve and grow the client base, we, we don't take lightly, and we've taken over a period of time. And, and it's not as a direct result of, of the, the, the demerger. It's, okay. it's just part of where I think we'd be plotting our growth as a banking business within the context of a changing landscape in SA. It's certainly how not you, directly linked to the demerger in any way. How do you, how do you double your client base, yet keep that, certainly the perception of a high-touch, very personal level of service? Uh, you know, I think that's, that's for us is we, we've got a few cardinal principles that we run the business by. And, 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 and core, at the core of it is the, the DNA of the organization is to retain those high-touch relationships, retain the availability of our bankers, that you have people to talk to when you need to talk to, a lot of the complaints you hear within the context of this industry has been the fact that people feel they've lost relationships, they don't have those points of contact, and it's become impersonal. For us, that's the core of what we offer and what we do. So for us to do this, we'll do it in an iterative way to grow our business, we'll grow our support alongside it, but also incredibly um, important is to continue to grow our digital footprint and how we engage clients digitally. So we've just launched a, a new version of our app um, and we will be continuing to iterate within the context of our digital app. So to put a lot more power within the, uh, in the palms of our clients' hands in the way they engage us with functionality like live chat and also a, a really an award-winning global client support center, which is available to our clients 24-7. And in fact, we you know, consistently get a number of compliments about that that people can, are able to, to phone our, uh, we call it the CSC, the Client Support Centre, 
They're able to phone the CC, speak to someone that they can engage with, someone who's empowered, and someone who can help them in that moment. Um, and, and that's part of the way we'll continue to differentiate. So our service model will has also evolved, the digital piece, the client support center, and then the number of bankers and the way we support mm. this business as, as, we, as we rise to meet those growth aspirations. Do you support the UK business out of South Africa, but just uh, as a curiosity, do you have a call center here that deals with your UK client base or do they service from there? No, we actually, we actually do our, our UK um, banking business and, and deposits business is supported from a dedicated ring-fenced UK uh, CSC okay. team based in Johannesburg. And, okay, and so have, it is based in Johannesburg. Sure. I just love I love the way some of our globalized businesses have done precisely that, expanded their networks and stuff, but you keep your cost base in South Africa, keep many jobs in South Africa as well. I'm assuming you read, Kumesh. I mean, you would have read law books at university, and I'm sure you've read many, many banking books, but do you read business books for fun? Do you see value in business books? Some people don't, and that's okay. There are no rules on this. Um, what are you reading at the moment? Actually, the, the book that I'm reading at the moment is is one called Bezonomics. Um, it's it's a not an autobiography, but a biography of Jeff Jeff Bezos and, and a bit of the Amazon story. Okay. And 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 it's a book that I'm absolutely enjoying. And the reason why I'm really enjoying it, and and I must say, it's, it's it gives a very balanced view of of Amazon. So it's not a it's not an ode to Jeff Bezos. It's it just gives a very balanced view. But but the important part and why why what I've certainly drawn for, from it has been the value of data and how we can use great data insights to support and and help our clients as as they work through their financial futures. So I've picked up a number of really great insights and facts that I think one could already apply within the context of a banking business. So it doesn't simply apply just to to, to, to a retail business like Amazon. Fabulous. Bezonomics, it's called. Um, thank yes. you. Thank you, Kamesh, very much indeed. That's a, a little pearl of wisdom this evening. Bezonomics, how Amazon is changing our lives. Get it on loot.co.za. I see that it is there. And uh, Kumesh Mudlia, the head of private banking in South Africa for Investec, recommends it. And he's learning from it as well, learning lessons from the world of Jeff Bezos and, of course, of, uh, um, of, of Amazon and applying those lessons to what he's doing at Investec each and every single day. Kumesh Mudlia, thank you very much indeed.